Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Four. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Boy, it's nice to see the sun. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours to talk sports. Here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. We will start at the bottom of the hour. It's uh, Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs in his uh, normal spot on a Wednesday. It's the Chiefs and the Texans. Mm. You know, I thought last week's lopsided game would be the Texans and the Cowboys. Right. If it would have, should have. Texans should have won that football game. I wonder how close this will be. We shall see. Uh, Mitch Holtis starts it off. Then John Bowen Camp on the Hawkeyes and on MLB. Like to pick his baseball brain, and we'll do that at about ten forty-five. At eleven forty-five, beg your pardon. At twelve oh five, David Kaplan is here. Off to Chicago, we will go. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes that possible. And then Dave Sproul on Iowa State. The latest on Iowa State press conferences held yesterday. Uh, so we will recap cap those uh, and talk about the men and the women and where they sit um, as they head into the final week before Christmas. How are you? Are you okay? Carlos Correa, who was, um, I think he, he would have signed with the Twins had the money been um, there. The Giants broke the bank, $350 million for 13 years. Um, Correa was good for that for that franchise, really he was. was. And... Um, they said they're going to do their darndest to sign him. Well, was that just that uh, got, he got a little too pricey? Well, that was certainly a component of it. I mean, when you have the who's who of baseball basically chasing him, everybody short right. of the Dodgers that were going after him. I mean, it makes it incredibly difficult. I saw difficult. a report. La- no, I, I'm standing correct. I saw the Mets were involved. Like, yes. Last night. And that all of a sudden maybe pushed yeah. a little bit more for extra year, whatever it is. Now, this is from John Heyman last night. Twins made a decent try for Correa, offering 285 for 10 years. Decent try doesn't get you anywhere. No, I saw the tweet that you retweeted. <laughs> now, now batting for the Twins. <laughs> a decent the shortstop, try. decent try. And now you're in deep trouble because it's Danzy Swanson and that's it. You know what? I like him. I like him. But there's again for an organization point. like the Twins, though. Uh, okay, and there's the other. The bad news is there's the teams that missed mm-hmm. are going to be probably overpaying Swanson. So last night, signing comes. I'm reading through. I'm going through Twins Twitter. I'm doing doing all the things. How, and, how was that, by the way? <laughs> as you'd anticipate. Uh-huh. And I just had this, and I in the comments. Stay away from the comments, right? Never read the click. Yes, but I did. Mm-hmm. And one of the tweets oh, that's half the fun. <laughs> was, you know, we're just a small market. It, it was the excuses. The Twins are not a small market team. You know who's a small market team? The San Diego Padres. That is the 27th ranked media market in the country, and they are spending through their noses. Mm-hmm. They have an ownership group that actually cares, that actually wants Want to win. to win. The poll ads don't. They are ultimately, they are running it like a business, which yeah. is their right because they yeah. are the ownership group. Right. But don't tell us that you want to win, because if you want to win... You would have signed Carlos Correa. You'll find a way to find to squeeze him in for three extra years and find an extra. What would it have cost him? Seventy million for three years. You go out and get Carlos Rodon. You uh-huh. build your well, organization. Apparently, they're in on now. I don't think they'll get him, but but it's run like an organization. It is run like a business. It is not run to ultimately be a winner. 
that's the reality. Mm-hmm. And I root for a terrible ownership group in the NFL, maybe the worst. Mm-hmm. I root for a mid-market team that treats themselves like a small market team. And that's where I am in professional sports. Because ultimately, I really don't care about the Wild or the T-Wolves. It's about the Bears and the Twins yeah, for yeah. me. It's been a long time. It has been a very long time. before. I haven't seen really competency for the teams that I root for the most in professional sports. And it is incredibly frustrating. I just had one of those moments last night where I had to take a deep breath. All right, don't tweet. Don't nope. respond. Nope. Don't get fired up. But it is my reality. But and it's not a what? fun reality. But you know what your reality is, and, and I commend you for it. And, and you're, you're, it's, a, um, it's a pretty big club that won't give up on their team. If it's your team, you stick with your team. See, I have a friend, Brent. I, I don't, those people, that don't, oh, it just it, drives me nuts. I'm right there with you. That jumps teams. Oh, I like I, this player, so now I'm... A, no, no. no. That's not what it is. Because you're you're not a real fan. No, you're not. You're not a real fan of that team. Because it is about the trials Who's and good? the tribulations and the ups and the downs. Right. And and when it happens, and hopefully in my lifetime, I'll get to see another one. I was five when the Bears mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. My fond memories are probably just memories that I've almost all made up. Better chance that your Bears get you to the promised land than your Twins. More than likely. Because the NFL is there's so much parity. I was 7-11 and 11 when the Twins won, and I thought, well, this is easy. This is going to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the 90s were complete garbage. And I should go back and rephrase that. Other than the Patriots dynasty, <laughs> who played in, what, nine Super Bowls? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That is my reality. It'll happen. And when it happens... There's my hopeful side. When and, it and your buddy, who wasn't a Bears fan last year, will be yeah, on that bandwagon, have bandages all over his knees from scraping them, jumping on. It's He, he liked Bryce Harper, so then he yeah. was a Phillies fan. And then he didn't ask no. about, Like, no, that, that's not the way that this works. That's, squad. that's not being a fan. Uh-huh. That's liking a player or liking a team because they're fun to watch. You know, I, I always talk about this. The early 2000s, Iowa State men's basketball team. Now, of course, I was a student at Iowa at the time, so I had to hate the Cyclones. Right. But... I just love watching that team. They were so fun to watch. And I absolutely loved watching them play. Did I root for them? No. But I loved watching them play. I'm okay with that. Stacy basketball, baby. I you can like teams yeah. that come around and you just enjoy their style, but you're not a fan. Joe Burrow's my favorite quarterback in the league. Are you a Bengals fan? No, I'm a Broncos fan and I will be till the day I die. But you enjoy watching them. Absolutely. That's okay. And I enjoy the downtime. I'm, I'm having a ball ripping Russell Wilson. Ah, maybe not a ball. So I wish they were a <laughs> little be better, better the yeah. other way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've experienced that three times since I've been have? on the air, for God's sakes. Um, your Bears will get there. Your Bears at one point, they're, they're closer than the Twins. Yeah. They're cl- by, by, by mile. Uh, anyways. Uh, Trent, I want to, um, get to a story that's, uh, starting to, I think, get, um, more and more light shone on it. And that's the Cade Bloom wrestler from Roland Story, who last week, uh, copped the plea, um, got the, got the case moved from adult court to juvenile court. He was a juvenile at the time. And now we're starting to see, and only now we're starting to see some of the blowback from, from what a lot of people, myself included, feels was a slap on the wrist and almost an embarrassment to the adults that are running things at Roland Story. And it gets worse. We'll tell you the cheerleader angle of this story coming up in here in a minute. But no one can tell me if this kid was just an average wrestler that he's not going to face some consequences that are certainly more severe uh, than what he has faced. This apparently happened last New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And so he, 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 made, I mean, he won a state title last year, right? Yeah. 
So he was at Wells Fargo representing Rolling Story. And apparently that's all it's about in Rolling Story. Because if you're good and you can win and you can bring, you know, some trophies to our trophy case, we'll overlook all the other stuff. You want to sodomize your teammate? First of all, you got to strip your teammate. Then you want to get a pencil. And you think it's a good idea to stick that pencil to sodomize your teammate. And the adults at Rolling Story are, are letting them get. We wouldn't have known this kid's name, other than the fact he's a state champion, Mm -hmm. had the adults done the right thing and actually made him face some consequences? Because you know what? In life, other than, you know, growing up and rolling story, you face consequences for some of your actions. Trent, this is a terrible story, and it got worse yesterday. Because Roland Story, their cheerleaders, this is from KCCI, Roland Story's cheerleaders, and there's a cheerleader coach, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Teacher? Oh, yeah. Right. right? Yep. A nurture leader. Um, they were told, they were told, you have to cheer for Cade Bloom, mm-hmm. for Cade Bloom when he's on the mat. And if you don't want to, quit. If you're not going to cheer for the back-to-back two-time state wrestling champion, eh, we'll just overlook the fact that he stuck a pencil up his teammates, you know what, okay? First of all, he stripped them. But if you're not going to cheer for him, you've got to quit the program. We want you cheering for him or quit. Now, cooler heads prevailed there, Mm -hmm. and they walked it back. But the beginning, the fact that they were actually going to force these cheerleaders to quit if they wouldn't cheer for him? I mean, the incident with the wrestler, take that and frame it over. That's awful. I mean, am I making too big of a deal of this? This is a kid who sodomized the teammate and faced zero consequences because he's good. And no one could tell me any differently. If this kid was average, he's off the team. He's a JV wrestler. He's a, yeah, he's off the team. If it's a football player, you know what? He's the backup long snapper. We're going to make an example out of him. Mm-hmm. But this kid's good, and he brings trophies to our trophy case. It's a disgrace, and the adults have his And here's the other thing. The Iowa State High School Association, mm-hmm. they can't do anything. Do they not sanction all of these events when the school won't help themselves, when they won't do the right thing? Doesn't somebody have to intervene and say, you know what? No, 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 no. This isn't right. This isn't right, and it's not right. It's a slippery slope for the association. And, you know, I have had my problems with the boys in Boone for a very long time and a lot of things that they have done. But in a circumstance like this, have we heard of the Big Ten suspending a player for off-field activities? Have we heard of the Big 12 off-field activities suspending a player? uh, If we did, if they did, would we? It's never happened to my knowledge. And I think you're looking at it the same line. It's ultimately up to the school. Somebody has to do the right thing, for God's sakes. The Roland Story can't help themselves. Well, and I don't think this is a Roland Story problem. This is still a continued problem of bullying in so many different ways, from when I was in high school to today, well, there was a horrible one at Ankeny this weekend. It, it happens continuously. But they sodomized this kid. Th- there are plenty of things that you hear about that happen at all levels of high school, at all different high schools, and kids get away with it. Yeah. And if they're good. Though bullying is something that is talked about, mm-hmm. that is something that is educated, that coaches, teachers talk to these kids and parents, it still continues to happen. It's unfortunate. Well, let's stop it. Let's my, make an example out of this kid. That won't stop it, though. I mean, my, my outrage, unfortunately, is not through the roof because this is, this is a big picture deal. This is not a rolling story deal to me. 
This is much bigger and much broader than one school making a bad decision. But if they would have done the thing, would we have even known about it? If they would have done the right thing in the beginning and suspended this kid and not let him wrestle, would we have known about the would we have known about the situation that's going on? And what about the poor kid? What about the victim in all of this? Is he still in school? I I would be shocked if he's still going to Rolling Stone, let alone. You know, um, pursuing what he wanted to pursue. Obviously, he wanted to wrestle in high school. He was a teammate of this kid, Bloom. And I get that it didn't happen on uh, on school grounds. So what? If you're a, if you get caught drinking on a Friday night, there's a pretty good chance you're not doing that at school, right? And you're gonna pay. You're gonna face some consequence. You might be suspended for a game or two. That's, 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 I mean, kids in high school, if they get a bottle of booze, they're going to drink it, right? Yeah. But to go this far with pinning this kid down against his will, stripping him, getting a pencil, and inserting it in his rectum, I mean, talk about humiliation. I'm and you're not, and there's, and this guy. I've heard gets, of this story. Many times before. Okay, but that doesn't make it right. Yeah, well, absolutely let's let's doesn't. see what we can do to stop it. And maybe it's up to people like us to shine some light on this because the adults at Roland Story won't, or wherever it may be, they don't want anything to do with this. Little Johnny's good. We need him on the team. And and I don't want to get this wrong because no suspension, no to not go out and you're right, make an example of this. When this does get out into the public and to not do anything. It's, it's just such a terrible look. It's an and, awful look. Suspend him for but, the year. Let him wrestle next year. But then he wouldn't have a chance to win the four straight state championships. And that even brings more attention that's to our world. school. My, just my thought is this more of a big picture thing. I just, I don't want to lump it's just a rolling story problem because it's not. Bullying is a huge issue across the state of Iowa, across the country, and it's been happening for a very long time. And even with all the things out there, it has, hasn't got better. So you're right. I, that is the point. You're right. Maybe this is an example that will help things. But it has to be a much broader conversation than just a school board decision at Roland Story, because I, it's a much bigger story than just that. I, I don't disagree that bullying doesn't happen everywhere, but this is the it one. Does. Th- this, I, and I these agree. things happen. Sure. Everywhere. I mean, you you, you, used to sit, you were in classrooms. You were in mm-hmm. the West Des Moines school district, and I'm not pointing out West Des Moines is, is they have a problem. As you, To your point, I think everybody does. I just think it's an awful look. I mean, you have to face consequences in life. And my good God, if this would have gone to adult court, um, where it was originally charged, this kid would have been listed as a sex offender for the rest of his life. Yes, absolutely. The rest of his life he would have had this uh, tag with him. Just a terrible example. I mean, sports are wonderful, right? But it's a privilege to be able to play these sports. It's a privilege. It's not a right. And if you cross the line, you should have to pay for what you did. And Bloom isn't. This happened last week. He wrestled on Saturday, apparently on the, and I'm not on Facebook, but on Facebook, on their wrestling Facebook page, their results were there. Bloom does it again, dot, dot, dot. Now the blowback got so, you know, it got a little loud. They took that part down. Yeah, we took that part down. The cheerleader thing on top of it, if you're not going to cheer for Bloom, we want you to quit. Cheer for him or quit. Get off. Get out of here. What about the parents? When you have something like Parents of Bloom or the parents of the victim? Of Bloom. Where are they? Just let them wrestle? Oh, little children. Well, if poor Kay, they're making an example out of him. If that's the thought he's process nice behind boy. it. He's a nice boy. Well, he's not, a good boy. He didn't do something very nice. No, of course he student. didn't. There, there has to if be this consequences. Was my kid, I will You'd tell be apoplectic. You. Oh, 
there would be hell to pay. Yes. And if the school board's not going to do it, it doesn't matter. In no, fact, it doesn't. It wouldn't get to that And point. go get the most high-profile. You know what? Bring in Gloria Allred, right, who shows up at all of these mm-hmm. type of things. You have to. There's, there should be lawsuits flying. And, and you know what? I kind of hope there is. Uh, take a couple of calls. I'm fired up about this. This is an awful story, and this is on the parents, and this is on Roland's story. I'm sorry. Mark, how are you? Thanks for being patient. Uh, one more time here, Mark. Uh, Mark, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing fine. By the way, Ken, I'm shocked to hear you say right at the end there that you're fired up about this topic. We couldn't tell. But <laughs> question, I, I missed something, and you just alluded to a little bit, but where was the law in all this? I mean, I mean, okay, I, I guess it, 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 it went to adult court, but then it got moved to juvie court, and yeah. then did they just dismiss? I don't understand what happened. That's here. a great question, and I think that that's exactly the circumstances because the uh, the, the lawyer that the Bloom family hired was able to get this. Um, so obviously the the law had to agree, the prosecution had to agree to to send this down the chain to juvenile court. Um, that had to have happened, Mark, but that's a great question. Where is, where's the law in this? They shouldn't be uh, without criticism as well. Totally agree and something I missed. Well, no, I think, I mean, I think they have to be number one. I mean, yeah. you know, the parents are going to be, are going to be motivated in certain ways. And I get that school board, but the law, I don't know. It sounds just appalling to me. I just, I don't know. There almost has to be something more we don't know, but. Yeah, you Anyways, know what? Great show. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. And yeah, some, somebody else said that to me too that there has to be something we don't know. Well, the case has gone through. He has pled guilty to this. Right. This is not ah, innocent until proven guilty. It's and not I, a he said, she said, or a right, he no. said, he said thing. No, this is this happened. It went through court. Right. And, and the perpetrator uh, admitted what he did. He stripped his teammate. I mean, how about the humiliation on this poor kid? How do you face your classmates again when you know that? You know, oh, it's just it's terrible. Uh, Bruce, welcome. How are you? Oh, this is Bruce. You're on? Yeah, go ahead, Bruce. You're on. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, one, I didn't call in about the legal side of it, but the uh, victim still has his civil cause of action. That Good. The whole thing doesn't do anything about that. And <clears throat> that's never going to go away. But what I called in about was um, when I was in high school in the uh, mid late sixties, things were so different. In what respect? The athletes versus mm. other people. What you call bullies now? You know, yeah. the jocks. In those days, yeah. Well, no. In those days, when I was in school, the bullies were were there was just a group of of young guys that you know that didn't play sports. But uh, it was something from the movies. I don't know what. Anyway, they thought they were they were tough. Blah 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 blah. You know. And when they bullied somebody, it, it wasn't the athletes that were doing it. The athletes they would have a prayer meeting with whoever this kid was that was pushing some somebody around. You know, didn't matter if it was in school or out of school. But the athletes kept order in the school. Mm. Now, no, but now that now here's the athlete being the the bully or the you know in this case the sex offender, yeah, and the and teachers can't touch. I just kids. Bruce, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. It's just it's just somebody has to somebody has to take control of this. Yeah, somebody has to take control of this. 
parents aren't willing to? No, parents, I get it. Parents, it's your kid. But just, on the other hand, yeah. if it's your kid yeah. that's being sodomized, Bullets. you're apoplectic. Did you say the kid that was assaulted transferred? Apparently not. Do I know that? No, I haven't seen that part of the story. Mm-hmm. I've read that somewhere. Gotcha. Maybe on Twitter that that he that they've that they've had to move. That he's been forced to to leave the area. Um, but Bullying the, culture. It is ugly. It is. But there's got to be some consequences. You know what? Maybe mm-hmm. if there were consequences, maybe kids would think twice. Yeah. If you took sports away from them, whatever the sport is, or you took. Whatever, if you're in the band or what, I don't know, whatever it is, somebody has to pay. And this isn't cancel culture, folks. This isn't what I'm about here. This is about an egregious incident that happened between two teammates. The perpetrator happens to be a back-to-back state wrestling champion who's obviously got a really good chance, one would assume, to take that championship as a junior and then again as a senior. He shouldn't be allowed to compete. This was adjudicated last week. And on Saturday, he's wrestling? Boy, that's a, that'll teach him. No suspension. No, just right back out on I don't know if he wrestled prior to this, this tournament. Um, what did he learn? What did he possibly learn? Roger joins Miller in Condon. Roger, how are you? I'm good, and I agree with you totally. Watching WHO last night, they had a piece on it, and according to them, number one, he did serve 20% of the season off, Mm. and that's why he started this last weekend. And then also there's been one... According to them, one resignation of a school board. Saw that, yeah. God, Goders, I believe, is her name. I, I read that piece too. Yep. Yeah. But for only doing that and only, you know, a twenty percent of the season suspension—that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a coach getting—you can't coach against athletes in action. Right. Um, Roger, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. The Bill Self. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, I. Uh, anyways, we'll move on. It's uh, it's something to watch. I, I hope it's not over. Um, I, unfortunately, I think it is over. Yeah. Bruce, our caller, made a great point. The civil portion of this, and it certainly seems like, you know, that there's flashing lights around this, that there uh, should be a civil case coming down. I don't know who's against. It's against the parents. It's against the school board. I'll take your point on the high school athletic association. You know, when something happens off the field, can you... Uh, I mean, we saw it at Baylor. Was that a Big 12 decision? Uh, well, I, I hope the Big 12, if, if Baylor wasn't going to do the right thing, I would hope that the Big 12 would get involved when there was a murder. Um, it's, it's, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Miller and Connor, we're going to go to Mitch Holtis next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 K. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. You know, just past 11.30, we're here until 1. David Kaplan kicks off our number 2. John Bowen, Camp Dave Sproul on the Hawks and the Clones, respectively. Let's get to our friend Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Papa John's here in Central Iowa. The Donaldsons will tell you about the good work that they are doing. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Happy holidays, Mitch Holt. How are you? Yeah, same to you. Uh, doing okay. There's just there's a lot going on, as we know, and now we're getting to the crux of the matter Ooh. here in December. Um, and 
Chiefs are running two races at once. If they can win on Sunday over Houston, they'll have a seventh consecutive AFC West title at second uh, most in NFL history and division dominance, only behind the New England run Jeez. of uh, like the mid-2000s or in the 2000s. But then uh, the second race is the race for the bye, mm-hmm. which I think in the AFC is going to be, gosh, imperative. Uh to get that by if they can, uh, just because well, there's lots of reasons. But there's uh, they're running, the, they're at the Drake relays, running the ten thousand meters, and they're running the thirty two hundred meter steeplechase at the same time. Slow down, Mitch. Slow down. Uh, <laughs> oh no, these are these are my friends. This is gotcha. the uh, police escort. I'm getting to Arrowhead. I'm going from Odyssey to Arrowhead right now. Gotcha. Hey, uh, you've seen obviously you've seen every play Patrick Mahomes has ever made uh, in his pro career. Where does that? Uh, where does the McKinnon pass rank? I mean, I'm, I'm screaming at my TV. Come on. I mean, just come on. Well, how does he come up with this stuff? It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's when you're the play-by-play announcer and try to extemporaneously, you know, you see something you'll never see again. It's like you're calling Haley's comment. Right. This one's top five, though. It's top five because it didn't even look at him. Uh, the Broncos are within a fraction of a. They're they're going to get him. It looks yep. like they're going to get him. They're running. He's running right at me as I'm viewing it, um, and I'm thinking he's they're right there off his Draymond Jones or but in the last second, no looking finding him and just shoving this kind of grenade <laughs> forward. It's been, a, it's been funny now, Ken, because people have said it's the exact flip that uh, uh, Andy Reid used um, in the State Farm commercial. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, nice. I know it's been a lot of memes and, and yeah. people there. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's top five. And, and two of the five have been on that field. Because mm-hmm. he had the bat, left-handed Batman pass in 2018, uh, on that field, so I don't know what it there is about five thousand feet above sea level that makes Patrick Mahomes do even more crazy things. So this Chiefs team, they roll on. Was there a hairy moment for you though on Sunday? As twenty-seven, nothing. We're going to oh, yeah. cruise. Mm-hmm. You're digging through your notes. All right, what are we going to get into here? Here in the second half, we're going to have some fun. And here comes Denver. Those tense moments, and just have you ever seen a game quite like that? Just such an oddity, even the NFL. Well, it's an oddity with Mahomes basically getting them back in the game. because And let's give Iowa Hawkeye Josie Jewell some huge, credit here. Huge game. Um, because the first the first interception is the one. Yeah. The Chiefs are up 27 to nothing. They're in good field position and driving again at four and a half minutes to go second quarter. Even if that possession goes nowhere and they punt or they get three, uh, with all due respect, that game's going to end up being 38-7 uh, or something. But that first interception, and again, Josie Jewell made a fantastic play on it because he got burned on almost the same route earlier by Kelsey when Kelsey broke the record uh, for yards after catch and 10,000 yards and all that stuff. That happened uh, uh, That happened um, uh, on that same kind of play. And so... Uh, Josie Jewell made an adjustment on the play that was very impressive uh, that led to that interception. But that first interception was everything. If that doesn't happen, I think the game totally changes. But when that happened now, then it put Mahomes in this mode where he throws another one, uh, and it just it gave rapid-fire plays to the uh, Broncos, and then the Broncos, you could just feel the, the confidence surge in them. And give credit to Ken's Broncos here. They kept fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way through. That was the most impressive part. But yeah, there was a nervous. The biggest nervous part, though, was 
34-28. Mahomes throws another pick yeah. to Josie Jewell, and now a touchdown beats you. But then the Chiefs came back to get uh, Rippon with Chris Jones all over him, forcing the interception, and then, yeah, game over. Yeah, Chris Jones playing really well. You know, we've been talking about Willie Gay, I think, since training camp of his rookie season, and obviously, you know, most weeks, so there's very few weeks that the Willie Gay's name is not brought up. That play he made, that that that, that touchdown uh, that uh, that he produced off of that, uh, what what a play, Mitch. I mean, there were the, the Mahomes one is, is on top. I get it just because it's it's so rare, but Willie Gay's play, the second biggest play, in my opinion, uh, of the game. And he's a dynamic player, and that's a that play was going to go at least for eight yards. It's another bootleg action, and it's it's going to work if you go back and look at it. Receivers are open, so not only is the tip pass, but then to get it tip it to himself, and then all in the same motion, run for forty-seven yards and a touchdown. And the Chiefs, quite honestly, out of this ninety-nine yard pick six against the Chargers, have been void of explosive plays. Uh, this is a Chiefs team that is still minus five in the giveaway takeaway, and they're. 10-3 and three on the season. That usually doesn't equate. Uh, and so to get an explosive defensive play was big for that game, but hopefully we'll light the pilot light for others here um, in these next four games of the regular season heading into the playoffs. The Chiefs do need to get to even water, I think, in the giveaway takeaway to feel better about themselves going into the postseason. Because minus five obviously doesn't work if you're going to make a run uh, for the Super Bowl. Mitch, the running game getting better. Pacheco's doing his thing. He's McKinnon, a really good player. He's been a nice weapon, and he's really working good. his way back. But Damian Williams, an old friend, <laughs> just got released by Atlanta. Is there any buzz about a possibility of a reunion and bringing him back to help out the running back room? I don't know. How many cards do you have in the deck? Because you still have Ronald Jones the second yeah. year, and he's going to get some action. And Melvin Gordon's there on the practice squad. So right. let's all come in and have you know to have a big Christmas party here. Um, yeah, there's been some discussion, uh, but let's go back to what what's on the active roster net right now, including Ronald Jones the second. He might get active. I mean, he might be a part this week. Get him eight to ten touches and let him rip. Uh, look at his 22 yard catch and run against the Rams. Uh, but the Pacheco. Uh, Jerry McKinnon, two-headed monster, is impressive. In that game against the Broncos, 27 touches combined with those two and 229 yards. And they're complementary. They're not replication. Now, Ronald Jones II is more of a replication of what Pacheco does. But Pacheco and McKinnon have a nice tag team going on uh, because they're complementary. And they're both very effective. Pacheco's good, man. Now, mm-hmm. Pierce down here in Houston uh, is the valedictorian of the rookie running backs. But this congeniality here might be Isaiah Pacheco, who just set a record now, all-time NFL record for all-purpose yards by a running back in his rookie year picked in the seventh round. Uh, Pacheco's legit, man. That run that he had to finish the game is not only big for that game, it's like the Willie Gay Jr. interception. It's also big for the future mm-hmm. to know that you've got confidence and that defense knows you have a dude at second and ten when you know you're going to run the ball that will run over three people. I mean, he ran over now uh, the two top defensive players on that team other than Sertan to get that done Uh, because he runs over Jackson and uh, Justin Simmons to get the first down. So that puts confidence in Andy Reid's thinking to say, yeah, what's second and ten? Heck yeah, we can run it because we may not perfectly block it and we'll still get a first down. 
Yeah, when he got by Simmons, that got my attention because he's, a, as you know, he's a he's a really good player. Did the Dallas Cowboys? He's awesome. Simmons is good. I would take him today, tomorrow, and the next day. Uh, no, I couldn't if agree Simmons with you more. On the Chiefs team, we may win it all. Yeah, fair point. He's terrific. Did the Cowboys do uh, the Chiefs a big favor this past weekend by letting the Texans hang yes. around? I mean, yes, they did. Don't don't you think, Mitch? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Now, the tenor of my discussion with Matt, we're going to put up a uh, Defending the Kingdom podcast tomorrow uh, morning, is precisely that. Now, we're doing a thing on perspective because we're looking at Houston being the worst team in the league record-wise. And where the Chiefs were 10 years ago this month, which was in the Houston position, even worse because we just had a player who had committed a murder-suicide 10 years ago uh, at this time. Um, but, the yes, it, if you didn't have floodlights on the Texans, you do now. Mm-hmm. They, they had the game won. And if Damian Pierce is not hurt, they're going to win that game. I mean, Burkhead's fine, good, 10-year player, Nebraska, Cornhusker, all that. But if that's Pierce, he, they're going to score, I think, inside the yeah. five. And they're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys and totally alter the Cowboys' season. Uh, so, yes, if, if you have any doubt that the Chiefs must be ready to go, just watch that game for at least five minutes and you'll go, okay, you've got to be ready to play. So you, it's a good point you make, Ken, but yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Cowboys. Uh, let's talk about Papa John's and the Donalds, Mitch. Christmas parties. People mm. think, hey, pizza's, you know, let's watch the game and, hey, let's get some pizza. That people are going, well, wait a minute. Maybe we can have our office party and order Papa John's pizza. It's happened a lot in the Des Moines area and the environs thereof. Uh, and, you know, happy holidays and best wishes to them and from them uh, over the next couple of weeks. But do not leave out Papa John's pizza in either family or your business uh, holiday Christmas parties. Good stuff, Mitch Holtis. Thanks for doing this. We'll uh, catch you next week if your schedule allows. Thanks, Mitch. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thank you. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, Bills, Bills, Chiefs. Which way? Bengals? Well, Bengals three, don't you think? Yeah. I'm Chiefs one. Chiefs one, okay. By a whisker. Though. Right. So, so tight. Buffalo still hasn't played great for a month. Yeah, haven't played their best game. That's true. Is that... Injuries starting to pile up. Mm. Is it a little bit of boredom? Mm-hmm. Hey, we know we're really good. We're going to be able to coast here. We'll find a way to get victories or something deeper. Yeah, because of that in Kansas City and the proof of factor that they have, Kansas City won by just a hair. Um, Kansas City allowed Russell Wilson to play his best game of the year. Of 27 nothing. Well, that, get fair. Yeah. True. Right. That's not fourteen fourteen. Yeah, it's twenty seven nothing. You got that cruise control on. Yeah, they they were. Jewel made a hell of a Jewel had a hell of a game. He had a hell of a game. First ever player to pick off Mahomes twice in a game. Is he really? <laughs> Boy, that play he made was just. I mean, just you just have to laugh, right? You just have to laugh. We'll take a time out. John Bowen Camp Hawks got a tight end, Eric Gall. Yeah, who I guess uh, McNamara tweeted in the middle of the night or like midnight. Middle of the night for me. Um, <laughs> Put that that eye emoji. Oh sure. And so so he knew something was coming today. And uh, Eric All is. Why wouldn't you, if you're a tight end, go to the university of? It's one thing they do very well, right? I mean, look at the list. And it could be a one-two punch, as we've seen. Lachey is really good. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah, we've seen them have one-two punches. That's in the a past. start, indeed. Miller and Condon, John Bowen, Cap Nexus, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point you in.
Welcome back. 10 minutes to noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, John Bowenkamp, Hawkeye Nation, AP, Burlington B Blog. I read that yesterday. The schedule was an idea, John. I absolutely did. I got a couple of new teams. I, I mean, you can yep. actually, I, I could pass the test. Uh, there's a team that's not going to play. There's a couple of new teams. I read your stuff, John Bowen Camp. I my, appreciate absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, we're going to talk baseball with you in just a second, but, uh, let, sure. let's get into the Hawks first and foremost as they kind of, kind of hit a lull in the schedule. Just, uh, just your thoughts on the first, not two full months, but where we're at to this point with uh, both the men's and the women's teams. Well, I mean, I, they both had their, I mean, they both had good wins. They both had their little issues here or there. You know, I, I, I think uh, we will start with the men's team. I mean, I think they're really good when they're healthy. You know, and, and I mean, you can, you can just tell that they really, you could tell the other night against Wisconsin, they really missed Chris Murray. You know, they missed him inside. They missed him in just the way he was, you know, the things that he can do. So that's what I think these next couple of weeks have got to be about is, is A, learning how to play without him, and B, get him healthy for when Big Ten play starts at the end of the month, get whether when they get back into play. With the women's team, I mean, I, I think they had that little rough patch early, and, and I think there were a couple of losses in there. Uh, you know, the NC State loss, for example, I, I think really kind of stung them. And since then, they've played, played, they've played pretty good basketball. They've played pretty good defense. And that, to me, is the biggest thing with this team, is, is this team has to play defense if, if they want to win, if they want to win a lot of games in March, they're going to start doing that. And I think they've learned here in the last couple of weeks how important that is. Let's get into the injury front for the men's team, and obviously, Chris Murray. It sounds like it's still going to be right. weeks before we see him. What you know on that front? Like, What's the latest? in January weeks? Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. boy. And uh, coupled with what we saw, Aaron Eulis, Tony Perkins has been banged up mm-hmm. this year, just health-wise. Got to go through the list, if you will, and fill us in what you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I think with Chris Murray, is you just don't know at this point. And I mean, they've been pretty, pretty hush hush about mm-hmm. it. But the other night, he was on crutches. Uh, that didn't look good, you know. Um, you know, so that that says to me that this probably is going to be in early January. And I mean, you you would if you're them, you you I think you really hope it, you know, to maybe get him back. If you do get him back at the end of December when they play at Nebraska, probably not. But you want to get him healthy for January. You want to get him healthy for that run because they they really do miss him. And you could tell that the other night with just the way Wisconsin was able to score inside. That they miss that defensive yeah. presence. They miss that that height and that length. You know, with with Aaron Ewis, you know, his his hip could. I don't think that's anything serious, but it'll get him back. And really, that's what this 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 week is about. I mean, they're, they're off for finals. Uh, they play Saturday night against Southeast Missouri State. They play Eastern Illinois. Then they take a little Christmas break and then come back and get ready to go to Nebraska. So there's a lot of time for this team to get healthy figure things out, figure where everything is, is going to kind of come together and, and just kind of go from there. But, I mean, I thought they played pretty well. I mean, obviously, they did against Iowa State without Chris Murray. Mm-hmm. If they can play like that during Big Ten play, they're going to, without him, they're going to they're going to be able, I think, kind of weather that storm until he gets back. Well, we've asked everybody Hawkeye related that we've had on, um, can you fix Peyton Sanford? What's going on here? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's just it's it's just a shooting slump, and I mean, and you see that happen, and with 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 even the best players, and it's not like he's taking bad shots. It's not like he's forcing shots. He's getting good looks. 
they're just not falling right now. And if the and if and, and those will start falling at some point, you're going to start seeing him. I think make shots. He just because, like I said, I think he's a pretty good player. I do We've too. Seen that out of him. We know he can shoot the ball. We know he can do a lot of the different things. But we'll wait and see what happens here in the next couple of weeks with him. Um, and again, that's another thing here in the next couple of weeks. Get his confidence going. Get him to make shots. I thought late in the game on Sunday he passed up some, some shots when he was out on the court. You know, late in the game, you can't have that. You got to have him shoot the ball. You got to have him doing some different things like that. Over to little football and sure. the buzz of Cade <laughs> McNamara. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the pole game buzz. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I mean, to talk about just a absolute no care, wow. no buzz at all. Cade McNamara commits. All right, I was going to. They're brand new, and then this lull. Now it's back available again. Eric All makes his commitment to Iowa today, so the excitement ramps up. What else are they peeking around for besides wide receiver? We know they are deep in there. What else is on Kirk Ferentz's wish list inside that transfer portal? I, I, you're right about the wide receiver. I think they got to find some experienced offensive line. Yeah, whether I'm with it's you. one or two. Mm-hmm. With, whether it's just one or two, I yep. think that makes a big difference. I mean, you don't have to go out and, and build a whole new line out of out of the portal. But you might want to get one or two. You might want to get a tackle. You might want to, you know. I think you, you want to center. Find some, which, you do? Well, Logan Jones, honestly, yeah. he was still struggling yeah, with the snap yeah. 12 games into the season. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I do think that, and you're right, and I do think that's the place maybe you look to. But I, I just think you look for experienced players on that line yeah. because I don't think you want to go through next season where you, you struggle again early in the year to find combinations and all that. So I think you need some older guys that know how to play, that know how to do some different things. So I think this is this is a good chance for them to find some experienced players on the line. That to me is the biggest thing. They don't really have any need on defense. To me, it's the offense, it's the line, it's wide receiver, it's you know finding guys like that. Uh, when will you get the uh, football staff uh, as, as they prepare for Kentucky uh, in the Music City Bowl? I, I'm anxious to see you know just kind of get a. A report on the on the quarterbacks as they battle to see who's going to start in the bowl game. When well, do you I get them? We'll, I would imagine we'll have some next week. I haven't okay. heard anything official yet, um, but but I would imagine it will be next week. Because I, I, I mean, signing the early signing day is next Wednesday, so you know it may be around there. It may be you know in that time. But I'm curious to, to hear how they're doing too. This to me is it, it, that's why I think this bowl game is so interesting. Is that you know somebody's going to have to be the backup quarterback next year, mm-hmm. and so this is an opportunity for somebody to show that that they can kind of step into that role because you you were looking at a situation next year with with guys with no game experience whatsoever. This is a chance for them to do that. It's a chance for them to prepare, you know, as they were the starter or the or the backup or whatever, and it gives them a chance to work with guys, work with the number ones, that sort of thing. I, I just think this is this is that's one of I think kind of the intriguing things about this bowl game is is, is giving some guys some opportunity that you may need next year. Is Brian Ferentz going to be back next year? <laughs> I you know I, I I would guess so. In what role I don't know. You know I mean it's it's so hard to say at this point because you, you know how that how everything operates and that's a really hard thing to do you know and, and and so i i just i haven't really thought a lot about it just because I, I i i don't know you know but but i i do think that that they have to like you, we've talked about this before they've got to really sit down at the end of the year and evaluate everything mm-hmm. what they're doing what they're you know that sort of thing and and, and 
again, there may be some there may be some coaching staff changes. I don't know, but they've got to evaluate everything at this point and see what needs to be fixed and how to fix it. Because I, I, I just I, you can't go through another year like this. You really can't. Uh, music's going to play in about thirty seconds. Report card on the Dodgers. What they've done in the hot stove. Nothing. I mean, you know, they just kind of let everybody else do the. And they're waiting. Jason the Hayward. Bauer yeah, I mean, that's a minor league contract, yeah, no I big know. deal. But, 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 I mean, you know, the the Trevor Bauer situation. Oh, sure. I'd like to get to determine what, what how much money they have to spend, and I think they have to wait for that decision. Merry Christmas, John Bowencamp. Uh, Happy New Year. Thanks for doing this for us. Love having you on, John. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep. yep. Good to talk to you. John Bowencamp. So we catch up on the Hawks. Off to Chicago, we shall go. You had Cappy last week. What was kind of his temperature on the Cubs? Is he PO'd? Uh, he was more upset with Wilson Contreras' buddy yeah. signing with the birdies on the bat. Uh, our two. Cappy starts it. Dave Sproul and Iowa State. Trent's picks. Circus Sports sponsors coming up next. 106.9.